Welcome to the 105 Football Weekly Podcast, a new podcast here on Cambridge 105 to round up all of the biggest football news across the week so far. My name is Ollie Slack and coming up we'll be getting reaction from Cambridge United's opening 0-0 draw with Bradford City. We'll also be hearing an interview with youth striker Andrew Dallas, which I did at the youth training ground last week. And also we'll be getting the latest from the managers of Cambridge United Women, Cambridge City Ladies and St Ives Town too. That's the roundup of the Cambridgeshire Football Show. So stay tuned, a new podcast here on Cambridge 105. And let's get started then. Up first is a chat from From the Terraces as Tim, Matt and Stu, aka Squeeze Football, round up the youth opening day draw with Bradford City at Valley Parade. Social media, we were just talking about social media and how they swing so far one way and then the other. You know, we're, we're, all, we're already promoted as uh, uh, automatic champions, I think, after that result. Um, but you can't, you can't take it away. It was a good performance, wasn't it? Absolutely. I thought um, we were outstanding, especially in the uh, second half when we went down to, to 10 men and, um, you know, the difference with just the pre-season that uh, Collins had with them. Um, you know, we looked a lot more organised. Um, you know, the players knew exactly what they were doing. Very calm on the ball as well. We moved the ball about well. And, um, you know, it, it was a fantastic performance against the side that will, once they start gelling Bradford, I think will be a threat. But, you know, we dealt with them really, really well. Uh, Demi Mitoff really didn't have a, a save to make. It wasn't work particularly. Um, they, I think they hit the bar in the first half. That was about the, the most dangerous that they ever got, really. And, um, you know, it's pleasing to see that, you know, we, we went out there, we gave them a go. You know, we, we worked hard. We worked really, really hard yesterday. And that's one of the things that, you know, it has really changed about this team. And, um, you know, also we have to say for once that the diamond formation seemed to work quite well, which is a bit of a surprise because, uh, you know, we've criticised the diamond quite a lot over the past sort of uh, season or two, but it, it worked really well yesterday. And, you know, the players got, you know, what they deserved um, as a minimum, which was a point because, you know, they, they, they worked their socks off and it, it was great to see that, you know, we can go to these places and, you know, with just a little bit of hard work and effort and some good organisation, you know, we, we can cause some teams some problems. But we, one thing, obviously, that we, we know that we're going to be lacking, which we saw, is, uh, you know, a, a goal threat and as hard as Jarbo worked yesterday and, um, you know, he was. I thought he was very good again yesterday. In front of the goal, we didn't really create clear cut chance. That's something that we probably need to focus on um, for for this Saturday at home against Newport. Yeah. Okay. So, so a few, few talking points there. Um, so it, it was interesting. I mean, for the first fifteen twenty minutes, we looked like the only team that was ever going to do anything um, at that game. Um, and then we kind of, you know, it, it, you, you kind of people were talking about, well, this is what happens all the time with us. We, you know, we dominate games and uh, we don't, we don't look like we're going to score. I think, you know, I mean, it, it, it's interesting because I looked at the statistics um, after the game and was actually quite surprised. 
about how little possession we had and how few passes we made and uh, how few shots on goal we made compared to Bradford because I, I thought it was a lot more even than that and it turns out it wasn't although we did dominate for a fair portion of the game I think we, you're right. We didn't. You, we didn't really have many opportunities on goal. I think Dallas, unfortunately, didn't quite get hold of uh, one shot that uh, at least he should have banged in on target, and it was a, a very weak effort that was blocked. Um, but that probably was the only clear-cut opportunity on goal. And I think that's obviously everybody's going to say that's still a worry because you know we went through last season dominating and not scoring, and you know when you're you know when your lead scorer scores seven or eight goals or whatever it was you know that's that's never a good sign uh dallas does look like though um once he settles in that he will score goals i think and uh ibire looks uh, rejuvenated yeah absolutely i, I thought um you know uh, andy dallas showed um, some good touches yesterday I, I thought he worked hard um for a little reward and um you know he got he was a little bit lightweight at times but um you know i think they can work on that in terms of you know just getting him to use his body a bit better and, you know, getting into the right positions. And once, you know, sort of him and Jarbo, which, you know, could be our front two pairing going forward um, for, for most of this season, you know, um, they, they could be looking really, really good. And I think, you know, we, we have to give credit to um, Sam Smith, who came in obviously on loan from Reading on Friday. And I thought he played really well um, when he came on in, in the second half. You know, he, he looked a handy a player. And, um, you know, it was good to see, you know, after the sending off, which I'm sure we'll talk about quite a bit, you know, Colin did kind of leave two up front and, you know, Jarbo and, um, Sam Smith were just coming out to the wings, and you know when we were just defending and uh, you know giving options for for the players, you know, just to relieve the pressure when you know Bradford were just trying to step it up a gear. But I think you're right about Jarbo as well, Tim. You know he, he looks a, an incredibly different player. You know he, he looks slimmer. You know he looks a lot lot fitter. I think somebody said you know this is probably his first proper pre-season where he, in terms of he's he's not been injured, and you know somebody's been able to actually get into him. And coach him and everything and um, you know it's pleasing to see that you know he is working hard and um, you know he's not the only one it has to be said all of them to a man worked really hard yesterday and um, you know it's it's something that Colin knows he's got to look at you know it is a case that we've got to try and score goals because you know 46 nil nil draws he's not going to get as far in this league this year so you know we've got to find a different way going forwards um Starting from Saturday at home against Newport, you know, we need to start taking these chances, whether it's just the, the one chance or the sort of two, three chances we might create. But, um, you know, fair play, you know, yesterday, I, you know, they did what, exactly what they needed to do to a man and it, and it was great to see. As, it, as, it, as Stu just said, as it, it'll keep us up 46 nil all draws. It'll also keep our goal difference better than it was this year as well, last year, sorry. So it is interesting, I mean, at the uh, press call on Thursday, um, they they are still talking about two or three more signings coming in, which one would assume is Ward and Carruthers, potentially, plus uh, another one which they already had talked about Um once the uh, Premier League and Championship squad settle down, the potential for a, a, a you know a, a striker on loan for at least half a season, possibly even a full season loan. So still still op- options there um, that may potentially come on. You were going to say, Stu? Sorry, I interrupted you. 
Uh, I can't remember what I was going to say, <laughs> but I can. Did you? Uh, did you hear about Connell Platt on a complete, on a completely different note? The greatest story I've heard on a podcast this week. No. Nope. Oh, you got to listen to that. Wow. I won't. I won't distract at this point. All oh, right. Time, okay. But, <laughs> but, no, I was going to say about Sam Smith. Do you think him and Jabbo? Do you think Sam Smith looked like he was dancing with a stranger? Or do you think Colin asked him, "Will you stay with me?" Or is he too good a good, too good at goodbyes? What do you think about that, man? Uh, I um, yeah, I'm not a big Sam Smith uh, musician fan, but um, I think he looked quite good actually. I've got to say, I, I thought he worked hard yesterday, and um, I think it, there's potential again in terms of that. You know, he could score goals. He, um, you know, he got into, he worked hard with Jarbo. Um, he held up the ball really well as well, which was good to see, you know, and for, for a, uh, quite a tall lad, you know, he's got a little bit of pace about him. So, um, again, you know, it's always hard and, you know, people always look quite good if, if they're working hard when you're down to 10 men. And, you know, he's, he certainly did work hard yesterday. You know, he looks like he's someone who's coming in the team to, you know, try and impress, you know, he's not just in it for himself to go back to, to Reading, like we we have had with loanee players, you know, where they've just come in and they're only interested in, in what they do to impress their clubs. You know, he he looks like he wants to come in and he wants to work hard for this football club. And um, you know, one thing that I think Colin has done is, you know, there is a team spirit and a team unity with this with this uh, squad of players. And um, if he buys into that, I think it'll be a very good uh, prospect for us. Um, for the, for this season, so um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can get out there. Obviously, he's come in to score goals, so um, let's hope he can do that as well at some point. Matt, quickly before we talk about the sending off, what is your kind of ranking of your favourite Sam Smiths? Uh, you've got Sam Smith on loan, ex striker Sam Smith, and musician Sam Smith, and a beer as well, of course. And if we throw Stan Smith in there, who makes the trainers? What's your kind of ranking of three Sams and a Stan? Well, the 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 ex the ex Sam Smith, the striker that we have, is absolutely useless. So he can go right at the bottom of the list. I'm not going to lie. Um, and the beer's <laughs> fairly useless as well, <laughs> yeah, to be honest. The, the, beer, the beer's is probably useless <laughs> yeah, as well. Top like three to already. The but he, uh, the, the musician's okay, but I'm not a big fan of his. So he can go somewhere in the middle. And this, this striker can go at the top. Look at that. There, there you go. That's Perfect. What wanted to know, isn't it? Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I kind of thought, what an idiot Liam O'Neill is. I mean, what on earth was he doing? Because he he kind of just made it absolutely the easiest thing in the world to send him off because it was a just a, it was a clumsy oh, it was just a terrible terrible challenge but having said that literally in the build up to that play and it, and it was as direct response of that play the referee missed a much much worse challenge on Dan Jones um who was taken out on the uh, uh, on the uh, touchline um and had that been a at least a free kick and it if given that uh, Liam Earls was a red card I, that was just as deserving of a red card if not a, certainly a yellow then that Liam O'Neill thing would never have happened. So I think it was, you know, um, Luke Hannant talked about it after the game as a as a team foul, taking one for the team. And I thought, well, yeah, okay, fine. But it was a terrible one to take and it was rash and impetuous and was always going to leave him in trouble. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a hard one. I mean, personally, I, I agree with what Colin said and I don't think it was a red car challenge at all. I'm a... And as much as we don't like to bash referees on our show, that referee was just an absolute disgrace at times yesterday. 
Um, he absolutely lost the plot from about the 20th minute. And um, like you said, Tim, you know, for you know for Liam's challenge, and you know if he gets a red card for that, then if you go back to as you say 10 seconds before with that challenge on on Dan Jones, you know, which was like right in front of us. You know how that's not a red card, and how he's you know even been able to say play on, and he's probably five yards away from it as well. You know, and that that's the infuriating thing. He's five yards away from the the first challenge, which caused Liam's challenge. He says it's absolutely fine when it really wasn't. It's absolutely disgraceful. And then as you say, you know, Liam, yeah, okay, he takes one for the team. It was a you know a, a team foul, as people have said, but it's it's a yellow card at best. It's not a red card. Um, and the referee, it was an absolute joke yesterday and everything just went against us completely. Um, you know, and if he, if he's going to carry on sort of refereeing and he's going to get intimidated by, you know, as I say, there's a big crowd there yesterday, you know, 14,000, probably one of the biggest in, in the league or was the biggest in our league. You know, if you're going to turn up to, to crowd, you know, to stadiums and get influenced by a crowd, by smaller crowds, you don't need to be in the job because it was, it was absolutely shocking. Um, the referee is just absolutely useless. But hey, you know, hopefully they'll get it rescinded. I think they should get it rescinded and uh, hopefully Colin will go, you know, to the ball or to the FA and say, look, you know, the challenge came from, you know, the one that happened 10 seconds before that they got away with. And, you know, he'll look at it and hopefully, and I have to say, you know, O'Neill did okay yesterday. I thought I'd never say that, but, you know, Liam O'Neill actually did okay yesterday. I've, and, just, um, I've just written that one down. <laughs> yeah, 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 write it down, Tim. Yeah, I can, I can happily, uh, you know, I can happily say that, you know, he, he did have a, not a bad game yesterday. I was quite impressed with him. Um, so, yeah, you know, um, hopefully they'll get it overturned and it'll be in for, for Saturday. But if not, I think we've, we've got enough sort of... Um, people that can go in there uh, potentially, you know, somebody like Haddon could just drop into that position and somebody like Knowles maybe come in, come into the team and play at the top of the diamonds if that's what we're going to do. So, um, you know, it, it's all, obviously we've got uh, George Maris as well who could come in, you know, whether he does anything is a different thing. But, um, you know, so it, it won't affect us too much, hopefully. But, um, yeah, well, hopefully they'll get it overturned, ready for, for Saturday's game. Cambridge 105 Radio So Andrew, firstly welcome to Cambridge United, signed on Monday, how have you settled in so far? Yeah thanks, no I'm settling quite well, I'm in our kind of team house with six of our lads so it's a bit carnage but it's been good, <laughs> no I'm just settling well, the, the lads have been really good with me, giving me lifts and stuff all over, all over the place and yeah I've been impressed with the place so far. Yeah, explain how the move came about as well because you scored against the Hughes Four uh, Rangers up in uh, in pre-season, then then you were playing for Cambridge as well. Yeah, it was all about 100 miles an hour. Obviously, played against them. I think it was the Monday or the Tuesday. Played all right, scored a good goal. Now I was training by Thursday, Friday. Played the game on the Saturday, which I managed to score in that as well. And then by the Monday, my brother was saying to me, "You don't even know like anything about Cambridge this time last week," and all of a sudden. You're down travelling with and stuff, so uh, it's been mental, but loved it. Yeah, and and coming down from Scottish Premiership side like Rangers two leagues here, what was sort of the thinking there? Trying to get sort of I guess more minutes in, in your body and play matches a bit more regularly. Yeah, no, nah, I know I can score goals against boys the same same age as me, but I need to start like challenging myself and playing first team football. The only question mark in my head was obviously moving away from home, but 
I feel like Cambridge is the right move for me. Hopefully, it can be good for both parties. And just for those who probably haven't seen much of it for preseason, just explain sort of the type of player you are. What's your best attributes, that sort of thing? I'm mostly about pace and power, running in behind. I'm trying to work on my hold-up play as well. I'm working on my upper body strength and stuff to hold off defenders, but most of my goals have been running behind 1v1s with goalies and stuff. Get most of my goals from in the box and stuff, just buzzing about the box. And explain what it's been like in training as well, because a number, I guess, of different strikes have been in trialists and, and out the door, and obviously Jabba here as well, mm-hmm. and Harvey Williams from Villa. So have you managed to sort of try and establish any partnerships in, going into the season? Yeah, like in the Hearts game, when I was playing with George in the first half, it was a bit different because he was more of a midfielder to link with. And then in the second half, Jabs came on, and he was more of like a physical kind of target man. So I was making the runs off him, and then he managed to set me up for, for my goal, which was obviously a good sign. So every day I'm just kind of working on kind of linking up with those guys, just so on the pitch that things kind of tick, you know. And the number nine shirt on your back when you come Saturday, is that pressure or excitement? To be honest, I didn't really know how to feel when the kit man handed me the the kit, but I'm I'm excited, so I'm just buzzing to get going, to be honest with you. I'll just work as hard as I can to see where it takes me. So Tim, Matt and Stu all talking about the U's draw with Bradford City on Saturday and they're right, what a point it was for the U's. A decent start, the manager Colin Coldwood in his first full season as United boss. Next up for Cambridge is a home match against Newport County this Saturday at the Abbey Stadium. You can catch From the Terraces again next Sunday from 6pm, the show by the fans for the fans. Make sure you tune to that and get in touch, get your views across to them. They're desperate to hear them. Right, moving on then. And next up on the 105 Football Weekly podcast, I was back in the chair for the Cambridgeshire Football Show on Saturday and we were previewing some of our local side seasons. We spoke a bit about Cambridge United, but also mainly Cambridge United women, Cambridge City ladies and St Ives Town. Up first, is Cambridge United women's manager Kevin Hoover and I spoke to them about how their pre-season has been going so far the incomings and outgoings and his thoughts ahead of a pretty big campaign for the used women in the Women's National League South Division East 1 How are you doing Kevin? Good thanks Ollie. how are you? Yeah good thank you How's your summer been? Lovely. To be honest, we've had quite a few weeks off, so I've, yeah, I've enjoyed every minute of it. So, a nice. Uh, yeah, I say a nice break, but ready to go. Yeah, we're ready to go. Yeah, we've had a good summer, so uh, yeah, we're all set and uh, we're getting there. So, looking forward to it. Good. Is the feelings more excited, excitement, or, or nerves? What, what what are your sort of feelings at this stage of the year? Uh, this year was the, the players are really excited. They're, they're buzzing to get going. They've had a very positive pre-season we're trying a few different things and uh yeah it seems that everyone's loving every minute of pre-season which is unusual for footballers <laughs> but uh yeah certainly our group are, are loving every second of it yeah how, how have you gone about pre-season this year has it been um a, a long pre-season a, a rather short one have you tried to play a lot of matches uh what sort of been thinking behind it this year well, it's it's not been a massively long one we started the first week of july so that kind of give us you know, six, seven weeks of pre-season. Uh, as for games, we've kind of tried to step the opposition in quality each week and just keep it raising, keep the bar raising every time we have a have a game. So we, 
kind of start a little bit slower and then just hopefully we'll peak come the 18th of August when we kick off against Enfield. And uh, so far, so good. The players are taking on a lot of information. Uh, we're playing some nice football. And uh, yeah, it's all looking really positive right now. Yeah, and in terms of the pre-season matches, uh, Leafield Athletics and Ivestown Ladies, Peterborough United, win, win, win. So uh, in terms of pre-season, you're in pretty good form. Yeah, yeah, results are... We don't take too much into them. I know it's an old cliche, but we're just looking at different players. We've played a lot of our, our youngsters out for the development side in the first sort of two, three fixtures. So uh, we're giving them an opportunity to see what they can do. And it's been really good. There's some that's shown us some, some real quality. So that kind of adds to the depth of our squad moving forward. But each week, we're just going to get the games are going to get harder. We've got Leicester United tomorrow and and they're going to be a tough opposition for us. We know that, which is exactly what we need. And then on Tuesday, we're stepping up again. We've got Ipswich under 21s, who who are a strong team. They play in the reserve division of the Super League. So, and they're, they're beating the likes of Man City's reserve. So we know that's going to be a really tough test for us. And then uh, we finish up with Keensham Town next week and uh, they're a league above. So, yeah, our quality of opposition is going to raise and hopefully our performances will raise on the back of that as well. Yeah, and and, and you spoke a lot of, about last season um, about trying to get the, the youngsters involved, especially when around sort of January, February time when you knew there wasn't much chance of relegation or promotion. Has that been something you've tried to carry forward into pre-season and do you think it's a good opportunity to give minutes to youngsters? Yeah, it's an ideal time because there's no pressure on them. We just send them out to go play football and... Uh, you know, they come in, show what they can do. And it's not really about performance for them either. It's just how they react within the group and, and you know, they can show us a bit of quality and then, yeah, everyone wins. So we do trust the youth. And when we recruit during the summer, we do aim for that mainly. We don't like... Last year, we probably brought in too many players and, and the team dynamic weren't quite right. But this year, we've got a, a really settled, tight unit for the first team, which I'm really pleased with. And we're just now making sure that the development squad kind of build on their success from last season with Tyler, who's unfortunately leaving us and going back to the States. But uh, we brought in Leon Holden, who's a well-respected coach, and I'm sure he'll continue the good work that Tyler's done. Yeah, I was going to say, a, a few departures to the of Tyler, and in terms of on the pitch, Jade Bell, Becky Shepherd, Vicky Neal leaving the club. Have you managed to, to replace those directly, or has it been players already at the club have come in and filled their positions? Well, we've it's mainly people that were at the club, and there's one or two that were injured and unavailable for whatever reason last season. And uh, they're back, they're hungry, and the pre-season's going fantastically well. So I don't think we're any weaker on that front, even to be perfectly honest. The team sort of unit and dynamic is really strong right now. And uh, that's as strong as I've known it for, for three or four years. So I think sometimes it's kind of the team is the sum of its parts. It's, as long as all the players are together and pushed in the right direction and and listening and learning, which is exactly what they're doing. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy and I'm really positive because uh, we've got Ben Yeomans has stepped up to assistant manager because uh, Sean's left us and uh, he's doing a fantastic job and the, and the girls are responding incredibly well to him. So, yeah, I'm not going to make any bold claims if we're going to win the league or anything <laughs> like I did last year because I ended up looking like a bit of a, yeah, a little bit silly, shall we say. And, uh, so this year we're just going to kind of literally take it a game at a time and uh, hopefully as the season progresses we keep building in performances and, and results and uh, at the end of the season we'll see where we are. Yeah, we, we will see. Um, and in terms of the move to St Neat's Town, obviously that was something which you addressed to the, to the media and the public uh, quite early on, I think, uh, in pre-season. In fact, probably at the end of, of last season more so. How is that going? Do you feel Do you feel like it's your home already? Yeah, it's going really well. They've they've welcomed us with with open arms and uh, 
the local community, uh, the local community as well have, have welcomed us. So it does feel like home, and uh, it's really special for us because we can train. Both teams train at the same venue. Both teams will play at the same venue. So we, it is truly our home. And it's, you know, there's a lot of teams that kind of the they're scattered about with their teams. Each team has to play in a different venue. They train all over the place. And uh, and that was us last season. But this season, St. Ilsa gives an opportunity to, to have basically a single hub as our home. And uh, and they are basically give us the keys and do what you want. And it's really, <laughs> and it is really like that. And uh, there's not many women's teams around that have the luxury of of a team giving them that sort of luxury and and basically use the facility as if it is ours. And, mm. uh, yeah, they've been brilliant. So it's been really exciting along that front. Yeah, and just lastly, the South East Division won again. Teams, new teams in the league, I believe City, uh, Cambridge City, of course, Basildon and Kent. Um, I imagine, would you probably say Billy Ricky are favourites, considering they, they, they ran Crawley pretty close last year? I think they'll be up there for certain. I think the team probably to watch out for would be Ipswich as well, up there with them, mm-hmm. because they've got a new manager who is in charge of their regional talent centre they're under 21s and uh, he, I'm sure he'll bring a few of their players through as well to bolster the first team and uh, I think they're they're pretty ambitious so I can ex- certainly expect Billericay and Ipswich to be up there and uh, yeah the rest of it's pretty tight I think I don't think there's a team there where you look at and go they're going to struggle so I think yeah lots to play for but those two would probably be for me the two to watch out for and of course Cambridge United women as well Kevin thank you very much and uh, I'm sure we'll speak Pleasure. to you in a couple of weeks when the season gets properly underway thanks Ollie cheers Kevin Cambridge 105 Radio <laughs> so Kevin over there like he said determined not to make himself look a bit like a, a wally I believe the word he used after uh, hoping for promotion last year and, and the U sort of settling in mid-table he'll uh, he'll probably look to want to kick on from that this year though uh, but of course not playing his cards and put his cards down on the table he wants to keep them quite close to his chest and uh, and not giving away any specifics in terms of where they want to finish this year but of course promotion will always be the aim. Promotion was what Cambridge City ladies achieved last year in the Eastern Women's Region's Premier Division. A terrific season for them. A great year for all their age groups as well, winning a number of trophies. And Tim Rapley spoke to us also on the Cambridge Football Show on Saturday about their aims for this division, admitting it will be tricky to make the step up, but he's sure his girls can handle it. Tim Rapley joins me now. Are you there, Tim? Yes, Ollie. Hello there. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, just got back from the south of France yesterday, so right. <laughs> back back to it very quickly. I could say, so you've had a, a nice summer break then, for the sounds of it? Yeah, I've, I've, I've been quite lucky. I've been away a couple of times, which uh, I think I needed at the end of last year. <laughs> it's quite a long a long season. Yeah, it's and... A bit like... Yeah, sorry, go on. No, sorry, go on. I was, I was just going to say, a little bit like Kev, um, we had a little bit of a break. We started back at the end of June, um, beginning of July for pre-season, so been involved in that for quite a bit but it's quite a strange time of year really because you've got the ladies sort of going in and out and obviously the coaching mm. staff as well need a holiday as well so uh yeah there's there's, there's been training going on um but i haven't been at, been to all of them um but in, enjoying the break for sure and of course because you come into the uh the southeast division one as, as champions of division below you're new into the league has that changed preparations at all from last year have, have they been more intense or has the, the structure been any different no, not really. Um, obviously, what, what we did last year was was great and worked for us, so we didn't want to change too much. I don't think there's too much we can really change at our level anyway. Um, yes, we'll, we'll try and freshen up a little bit and do different things and 
different sessions that we'll lay on. But ultimately, it's about getting the group back together, um, getting some fitness sessions going, just getting people sort of ready. Mindset's got, obviously got to be pretty positive this year because we are going into a, a league which uh, is much higher than we've uh, played in previously in terms of last year. So uh, just reminding everyone that we do need to, to step it up and take the opportunity, you know, every training session to to make sure we're, we're going to be ready for the start of the season on the 18th. Yeah, and like you said, jumping up to the South East Division 1, because of how convincingly you won the uh, the division last year and moving up to the South East Division 1, do you think that transition will be, will be slightly easier or are you fully expecting it to be as tough as normal? Yeah, I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be tough. Um, we've spoken to the, the ladies about it, and um, we, we really have to be um, on our game. Uh, you know, every minute of, of every game, I think, to to compete at that level. But it's something we're really looking forward to. Obviously, we've, we've done very well over the sort of three or four years to get there. So you know, we should really embrace it and uh, take on the challenge, which I'm sure we will do. So everyone's excited about it. There's a few nerves around as well, of course. Um, but um, the way things are shaping up in, in terms of the squad, um, I think we have improved it a little bit from, from last year, which I think is important. Each year you try and add one or two um, to the group, and um, that's what we've done again this year. So hopefully, all being well, it will uh, it'll be a positive experience for us. Yeah, hopefully so. And I was going to say, have you managed to add much strength to the squad? Obviously difficult because you don't want to really um, disturb that, that harmony and the group that did so well last season. But I guess the old saying of, of uh, sort of fix the roof when the sun is shining um, and try and strengthen when you're on top. Absolutely right. Um, I think it is important that you, you keep the, the group dynamics. And also, um, you know, those are the guys that have got us into the position that we are in today. So, you know, why wouldn't you give them the opportunity um, to, to see if they can also play at a higher level? Um, so we've, we've, as I say, we've, we've got one or two in um, to strengthen with Beatrice Fitzsimmons. She's finished lead junior now. She's a, an ex-City girl. Um, and we've obviously got players that um, have had a year experience in ladies football coming through from our under-16s. So, again, it's, it's great that we can try and promote from within the club as much as we possibly can. Um, and that, that's what we'll continue to do. Yeah, and like United Women, you have moved grounds as well to Ely City, I believe. Just explain the thinking behind that as well, Tim. Yeah, uh, we were unable to, to play at Trinity College. Um, unfortunately, it's a, a fantastic surface to play on there and served us very well for the last two years. Uh, but you do need certain um, sort of conditions to play at the higher level and the main one being a fixed perimeter, which we don't have at Trinity. So Ely have been extremely accommodating, uh, been really helpful. Um, invited us a little bit like St. Neitz with United. They've invited us in. Um, so we're looking forward to going over there, being something a little bit new um, but uh, we're, we're looking forward to it we've got a game our first game is a pre-season on the 11th of August against Peterborough United so that'll be our first sort of real experience of playing at Ely and then um, the season kicks off on, on the 18th but we've got a couple of away games so um, we won't be playing there until I think the 1st of September mm, So do you think it will take the players any time to settle into a new ground I mean in terms of the top level I guess Spurs had to do a similar thing when they went to Wembley and, and had a bit of issues. Do you think there'll be any any sort of problems there? Or? I, I don't think so. I mean, we used to go and away to play at different grounds um, to be using it. didn't seem to have too much of an issue. We did obviously enjoy playing at Trinity. We had a, a fantastic record there. Um, but um, well, I, I think going along to really they're, they're uh, earning a little bit of money I think on the pitch and trying to get that round as much as possible to have a chat with the the groundsman went over there the other night to speak to him and uh, he's really looking forward to having us over there and he'll do his, do his best to get the pitch um, ready for a, 
for Sunday afternoon for us. So uh, no, it's all it's all positive and looking forward to it. Well, Tim, thank you very much, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you in a couple of weeks when uh, I'm sure you'll be very, very excited for the season. Cheers, Ollie. Thanks very much. Thanks, Tim. Cambridge 105 Radio. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Cambridge City ladies fare this season, of course, in United's division. So there's going to be a couple of big clashes there for us to cover here on Cambridge 105 Radio. Lastly, but certainly not least, is St Ives Town manager Ricky Marinike in the Southern League Premier Division. And he spoke to us on Saturday on the Cambridge Football Show about their ambitions for the season. A bit more realistic in saying that it's always going to be tricky to earn promotion, especially with the size of, uh, of budgets and other sides. But really optimistic ahead of the new campaign as well. And this is what he had to say. Same question as always. How, how's your summer been? Have you enjoyed the, the time away from the football pitch? Uh, you don't get much time away, to be honest. As soon as the season finishes, us managers are out there and um, and starting to make preparations for the for the coming season. So, I've, I've got to be honest. The most important thing for us um, after finishing last year was to try and keep the boys together. Um, we managed to do that. We've only lost a couple of players in um, in Manasseh and Dyer and um, and Owen Wallace. So. Recruitment wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't a mass overhaul of players. It was just trying to to add in one or two players and replace the players that, that had moved on. And we managed to do that relatively early with Charlie Johnson and, and Dan Clifton. And and then since then we've um, we've picked up Jackson Ellis as well. So it was a, a relatively quiet summer in terms of signings. Um, but yeah, just glad to be back now. And after today, we're we're looking at the um, the, the final straight for the start of the season next week. Yeah, I guess this season, or this pre-season, sorry, contrasting to last year when I think you sort of said you wanted to try and get rid of a few and and, uh, and change the squad up a bit, but different this year, trying to keep the group together and keep that harmony together. Exactly that. Yeah, I think last year we signed 14 players, um, which <laughs> when you sign in that many players, it, it takes time to, for them to gel. It's a lot of time um, on the training pitch trying to get them to understand and play uh, in the way that we want them to. So... It was it was a hard pre-season last year, but I think we reaped the, reaped the the rewards and the benefits towards the end of the season. We finished really strong, and we were hoping that if we could keep them all together and just add one or two, um, you know, this season it would be about fine tuning rather than um, than having to start all over again. And that's what we've done. We've been happy with with the uh, the preparation so far. Um, I think performances have been good. Defensively, we've we've continued from where we left off last season, and. Um, you know, the, the same little issue is putting the ball in the net that we found last year and, and we found at times in, in pre-season as well. But we did uh, we did manage to score three against uh, Kempston on Tuesday, which was pleasing. Um, so we'll just look to, to keep moving forward in today's game, hopefully finish the preparations on a positive and, um, and then we can look forward to the Tamworth game a week Saturday. Yeah, two guys who were really strong for you last season, centre-back, Jarvis Wilson and uh, Andrew Ossie Bonser as well. You were really, really pleased to keep hold of them. Yeah, we are pleased. Um, you know, we we understood with Jarvis, you know, coming out of the pro game like Jarvis was, his ambition is to try and get back into full-time football. And coming in at our level as an 18-year-old, it's a, a huge, huge achievement to not only play as many games as he did, but also perform consistently at the level that he did. So once the season come to an end, you know, his agent um, wanted to explore some, some avenues that had opened and we were more than happy for him to move on because at the end of the day, if we can help players and, and 
wild players are with us, they help us. It's a, it's a perfect um, it's a perfect scenario. So when he when he moved on, we, we understood, um, and then he, he went there and he, he felt it wasn't quite right for him um, with timing. He felt he needed another year at our level, so. He called and um, it was an absolute no-brainer to, to bring him back to the club. And similar to Andrew, you know, Andrew, we knew when he came in from Lahn that it was only going to be short-term until the end of the season. He, he's been at a, a conference prem club and, and a conference south club. And, and again, it hasn't quite worked out for him. So naturally, when he called and, and said, is the opportunity still there for him to come back to St. Ives? It was a, it was a no-brainer to, to get him back in. Yeah, and in terms of how you sort of finished last season, mid-table, in the, the division, and uh, and since you've arrived, really stabilised the club in that position, is there an aim personally for yourself and I guess for the club as a whole to really kick on and try and mount a promotion charge? Look, we have to be realistic. I think the league again this year is going to be stronger with the teams coming in it. You know, you've got Nuneaton, you've got Sporting Bromsgrove, you've got Peterborough Sports. So I think that the league is going to be very strong. Um, you only have to look at some of the, the signings that Stourbridge are making and, um, and, and Tamworth. So it's it's going to be a very, very a difficult league, I think, from top to bottom. You know, it, for us, for me to sit here and say we're going to mount a, a, a promotion charge would be, you know, I think, out of context. And, and we need to be realistic, I think. Mm. First of all, we need to understand where we're at as a club. Let's get to 42 points, which we think will keep us up. Um, and then we'll, we'll reset it and go from there. Well, fingers crossed, Ricky. And uh, we'll speak to you, I'm sure, when the season gets underway in a, in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks very much for joining us. Appreciate it, mate. Take care. Cheers, Ricky. So that's it for this week on the 105 Football Weekly Podcast. The first of hopefully a number which you can enjoy. We'll be bringing you it every week on the Cambridge 105 Radio website and you can also download on Apple Podcasts too. Make sure to subscribe if you want to get notified when the next podcast is released. But just to let you know what's coming up on Cambridge 105 Radio Sportwise over the next few days. On Wednesday, From the Pavilion continues from 6pm. On Saturdays, the Cambridgeshire Football Show is into its second week at noon. And then the results show from 5pm with Jack Swindlehurst. And then on Sunday, like I said before, the fan show by the fans, for the fans, from the terraces, 6pm. Make sure you get your views across to them. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the first show, the 105 Football Weekly, brought to you by myself, Ollie Slack. All the best bits from our football shows across the last seven days. Make sure to tune in very soon once again. Goodbye. Cambridge 105 Radio.